Hello, beautiful people. I hope all is well. I hope all is well. Welcome back to another episode of The Single Season, hosted by me, Allison Wellington. I have an amazing guest today who's asking some questions around red flags that women are ignoring, potentially, and then also how to make oneself more approachable. So please make sure you watch through the end of the episode, and I'll have some free resources available for you in the show notes. So at this time, I would like to introduce my wonderful guest, Nanette. Hi, Nanette. How are you? Hi, Allison. I am well. I'm so glad that you're here. Yes. <laughs> so lots of women have asked me questions about red flags. So what is your concern? What's your question? What's going on? Um, my concern is like I'm in my mid thirties, still single. Um, I've had success in relationships, um, but I find myself in this same cycle of being in a relationship, not being in a relationship, still back out there looking. Um, so I guess my my main concern for me, because I'm the common denominator, is are there things that um, I'm missing or not red flags that I'm not paying attention to that I should be paying attention to in the dating space? Mm -hmm. Good question. So you mentioned that you've had long-term relationships before, <laughs> and I'm glad you called them successful. So why do you say that those relationships were successful even though you're currently not in them? Um, I say they're successful because it's, they taught me about myself. Mm. They were um, growing, you know, I experienced growing pains. Um, I've learned a lot, a lot about the other person, um, what I want, what I don't want in a relationship. Um, we've maintained um, being cordial and friendships. Like there hasn't been much uh, toxicity in the ending of these relationships. Yeah. But they're successful because I don't, personally, I don't believe that we possess people. I think we only experience them. Mm. Um, that's just something that I've learned and taken along the way. Mm -hmm. So that's why I would say my relationships, my past relationships have been successful even though I'm still single. Yes, okay. <laughs> so tell me what caused the most recent relationship to end? Okay, the most recent relationship ended um, just because my career and my life kind of elevated. Mm -hmm. um, and he was in the entrepreneurial space. I am only recently in the entrepreneurial space. Um, I've always maintained having a nine to five. I've always maintained um, whether I had to have a full-time and a part-time job just as a security for myself. I've mm -hmm. always um, made my own money and taken care of myself. So he was just on a different path than me, and it didn't, um, we kind of checked each other's boxes in every area but financially. Mm -hmm. And while I never wanted to be a woman that sort of was made to feel bad for making more money than my significant other, that's what it boiled down to in the end, um, him not being able to um, really be comfortable with that mm -hmm. and also him not being willing to make sacrifices in the same manner I did as it as it came to my career and being financially secure. Mm -hmm. So we just weren't equally yoked in the financial space. Mm -hmm. But um, so much so that it caused your breakup. What did that look like? How did that manifest? Um, it just, it really, over a, I'll say a year and a half, um, as things just, as we started, well, as I started making more money, we 
as a couple started acquiring more things, mm. but it was one-sided. I was bringing in more money and then there were things like whether it was moving into a, a house. Um, we moved into a house, we bought two luxury vehicles, but they it was more so coming out of my pocket. Mm -hmm. um, and he just wasn't really willing to make the sacrifice to maintain or keep the things that we had obtained mm -hmm. in the course of the relationship. So it became a financial burden on me. Of course, that caused stress at home. If mm -hmm. I'm getting up every day to go, if I'm getting promoted, then I'm having to go into work and um, show up there and then he's at home. Working on his entrepreneurial endeavors. Mm -hmm. um, but it got to a point where it was like, okay, where's the sacrifice? Like, I'm okay with you wanting to pursue your ambitions. That's A-okay with me, but you have to be in this partnership with me. And if we have bills, it can't be all on me. Understood. So, um, yeah, we just didn't agree in that realm. Um, and it ended. Understood. Yeah. So the relationship before this one. Okay. Well, right here. Think, think, <laughs> think, think back that. a second. What ended that relationship? Um, that relationship ended um, due to infidelity mm. um, on his part and him essentially choosing to be with the woman that he was um, cheating on me with. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that one was hard. Um, I re-entered into therapy after that one, after that relationship ended. Um, um, I harbored a lot of guilt. Um, guilt? Yeah. I, so. I, I felt... I felt unworthy. I felt, mm. like, past things that I've done, like being young, single, and free, and not really caring about other people's feelings when I was in my 20s and um, late teens, I felt like I was experiencing relationship karma. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And it hurt me because I never, I, to my knowledge, I had never been cheated on. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then to have like that rejection, being that he chose someone else, like, okay, why why didn't I, why wasn't I the one you chose? Yes. And why wasn't I the one that you decided to be with and marry and all these things? Like, what's wrong with me? Um, but it, it was like maybe three months after that, I was speaking to a really good friend of mine, and she was like, it's very simple. You're thinking about why wasn't it you, why wasn't it you, and it's very simple. God didn't want you with him. Mm. And I was like... Well, that's very profound. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, that makes all the sense in the world. Um, so that's kind of just how I've led since then. I've kind of led, like, my life in that regard. Like, mm -hmm. um, being, learning who I am through God's eyes mm -hmm. and learning my self-worth through that lens. So I'm in a single season where I'm okay because I know that what's for me can't miss me. Mm -hmm. And if it misses me, it wasn't for me. Got you. Okay. So, so now that I've dug up all of the... <laughs> all my dirt. The, okay, all the dirt. I can give you some insight in regards okay. to those red flags, okay? okay? So 
paying attention to someone's behavior in the beginning is extremely insightful to how we can predict how they may behave. It's not 100%. It's not a guarantee. And in some cases, I wouldn't even recommend ending things because of a behavior that's questionable, but for you to pay more attention to. Okay. So let's start with the gentleman who wasn't financially sound, okay? Mm -hmm. When you met him, was he on his entrepreneurial journey? Yes. Mm -hmm. He was, um, but he also worked. Mm -hmm. Um very shortly after meeting, he uh, lost his job. He was laid off because it was still pandemic mm -hmm. um, issues. He lost his job, um, and I stuck around. I didn't take that as, like, a red flag, where in hindsight, it was like... Well, we were in a global <laughs> pandemic. No one knew what was, you <laughs> I was know... like, maybe I should have. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. But I never wanted to be perceived for a long time, and I had to work through this. I never wanted to be perceived like a woman that was only after money or like a not those bunch of gold digger but only cared about how much a man had mm -hmm. um so i didn't want to be seen as that i wanted to be seen as like oh she's gonna hold him down like that you know ride or die and um i feel like it kind of backfired in some regard because i stuck around i helped out and i think that it crippled him it like there was that mothering um, spirit. And I think a lot of times we we do the nurturing mm -hmm. too soon mm -hmm. um, or the nurturing without commitment. So I think that was like a red flag that I ignored mm -hmm. where it wasn't so much that, you know, I couldn't be there for him. I think I just did too much and he then, it, it was easy for him to take advantage of Understood, yeah. understood. So some of the red flags that I would have investigated or paid attention to with this gentleman was to, and I don't know if you did already, but this is just for mm -hmm. the general audience's benefit, <laughs> is to do some real digging and investigating around the business. Mm -hmm. What is the business? What's the business plan? How do you intend on scaling the business? Now, we do have to be careful with our line of questioning, the way that we present it, mm -hmm. because we don't want it to be as if it's an interview. Right. It needs to be like tell me more about this business and yeah. that sounds so exciting and what does that look like in the long term and wow, I can see how you can scale this. So mm -hmm. it, it needs to be more of like I am invested, mm -hmm. I care about you and I care about your interests versus let me see your numbers, what, how much right. you made, like, like you can't be aggressive with it. Because <laughs> right. one, it's not really your business, especially early on. Right. But doing, when we're, when we're talking about dating an entrepreneur, yeah. that is a dangerous investment Mm -hmm. simply because of what you said. You don't have the security of the nine to five. Mm -hmm. And so the conversation needs to be, well, what is your vision in, reg in, in regards to leaving the nine to five? What does it look like mm -hmm. in terms of you scaling your business? Do you ever see yourself leaving your job? And if so, what does that look like? Mm -hmm. So generally speaking, when we're talking about dating entrepreneurs, it does require a little bit more digging and investigation and conversation yeah. because exactly what you said, we live in a capitalistic society. Bills are going to be knocking on our door every first of the month. So we have to be able to provide for ourselves and provide for our potential partner. So that's right. some more investigation I would have done. Again, in hindsight, hindsight is yeah. always twenty twenty. Secondly, the uh, the expensive things that you guys were acquiring. Mm -hmm. 
So, and not to say that you should be dimming your life light or you don't deserve nicer things, but if you're in a partnership, if right. this is your partner, you do have to take into consideration, can this person even afford this? And do right. I have to sacrifice right. for a couple of months? Do I need to shit on him with this car right now? Like, does it, right. do we, and then if I know that he can't afford it, then we not getting to. Right. So we're going, we're going to get this one nice car for now, babe. Mm -hmm. And then once things pick up in your business, let's revisit this in a year. Right. So again, not in an effort to say that you don't deserve nice things, but we do have to take our partners into consideration mm -hmm. with the decisions that we make because that is kind of an unnecessary pressure. Did y'all need to move out from the apartment to the house? Right, right. Right? Especially knowing that he wasn't steady where he was in that moment. Right, right. So that's something differently I would have done again. Hindsight's mm -hmm. twenty twenty, but I would have done a little differently. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about the cheating situation. That's mm -hmm. hard. Yeah. That's hard because you don't have a crystal ball, mm -hmm. and so it's an unrealistic expectation that you were supposed to see. Yeah. But there are some things that may that you could have maybe possibly done in order to avoid that heartbreak. So number one, was he completely done with the woman before you, before y'all got together? No, finding out, yeah. <laughs> How do I know this? <laughs> How do I know? No, um, and I, that's, that really tripped me up because it was like he met her maybe a month or two prior mm -hmm. to me, and I was like, you could have left me alone. <laughs> So wait, so he was dating her before you? He was you. dating her before me. So then, Nanette, you was the I was the side, side chick. Side, secondary. All of, I've been all of the all of the connotations. I've I've been that. Um, but you didn't know. I did not know. Okay. I did not know. And then a meet like when I found out, I found out about her because he had proposed to her. Mm -hmm. And then he reached out to me, and I said, "Well, that's just not. I don't play." The well, reached out to you and said, "What? Like, I'm sorry you had to find out this way." And I was just like, "What? Well, what do you? I found out. I know there's no need for any further conversation." And he really just tried to appease his guilt by, I guess, essentially wanting me, wanting us to be cool, or wanting. And I was just like, "I don't." mess with that like mm -hmm. you are preparing to marry this woman good luck Chuck yeah yeah I, I ain't got nothing to do with that mm -hmm. um so you know I wished him well on his journey and that was that mm -hmm. but it was a hard a hard go were there any suspicious behavior because it seems like he was engaging in two full-fledged relationships mm -hmm. at the same time. At the same time. So nothing suspicious in regards to phone, late phone calls or him not being available specific days of the week every week, because they like to do that. Yeah. They'll carve out, like, Monday to mm -hmm. Wednesday for one chick, Thursday, you know, anything um, like that? There was, but in the same... in the same breath, because it was only... say maybe 11 to 12 months. Mm -hmm. Um of what I thought was exclusivity. <laughs> um, we weren't, we had our own separate homes. Mm -hmm. We, you know, lived, well, I mean, we lived separate lives. Um, in the times when he did stay the night or I stayed the night with him, there was no, it didn't make me feel like I wasn't getting the attention that I wanted. Mm -hmm. um, now, so, you, were you working on your career at this time? Mm -hmm. Were you So were you distracted? I really distracted mm -hmm. um and a, and I've never um 
another thing I never wanted to be was like a nag. Mm -hmm. um, I never wanted to be, you know, if it's, I never wanted a guy to be able to come back and be like, well, you not, we not committed like that or I'm not Excellent. married to you, I ain't put a ring on your finger. Um, to throw that in my face, because mm -hmm. I'm never going to throw that in anybody's face. Like, I, again, I don't believe you possess people. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I was kind of just in my career. And when we, like, there was never any um, lack, mm -hmm. so to speak, in our dating. Like, he planned dates. We planned dates. We had the dates. We <laughs> we talked. Mm -hmm. What about we meeting friends talk. and family? Um friends i did meet a couple of his friends um I met his sister um yeah and that was it mm -hmm. mom dad no not mom dad um why not he had children it just it wasn't on my like priority mm -hmm. now looking back on it it just we were just kind of flowing Mm -hmm. um, no, so. no flow, <laughs> Nanette. There's no flowing. Not at this age, right? We flowing. Yeah. We 17, 18, 22. Yeah. No flowing. So, what I would recommend in terms of those red flags is meeting family, because mm -hmm. friends are they're their person's friends. They're not your friends, right? They don't right. owe you anything. So, meeting family, even though they're they're family, but many times, especially if you're talking about women, older mm -hmm. women. Of course, there are going to be instances where moms will lie for their sons. A lot of times, you'll get the energy. They not, they might not even say anything to mm -hmm. you and say, hey, look here. My son ain't shit. Don't date him. No. Right. But it's going to be having an attitude, being dismissive. Like, wow, I was warm. I, mm -hmm. I came with a gift for your mom. I was respectful. Like, why is she shooting me like that? That's going to be some insight. So meeting the family, especially your the elders, the mm -hmm. female elders, will help. Yeah. Meeting them consistently. So it's not going to be, we've been dating for 11 months. I met them seven months ago. I haven't seen them again. No. Right. It needs to be the fish fry. It needs right. to be somebody's funeral. It needs to be somebody's baby shower. Like, there should be consistent meetups because eventually someone, even sister, right, who's mm -hmm. going to be close in age is going to be like, damn, then that's such a nice lady. I just can't let her rock like this. You need to tell her, bro, before I right. do. Right. So it's going to be meeting the family. It's going to be meeting them on a consistent basis in public spaces mm -hmm. so it can help for you to, to dissect what really is going on here mm -hmm. in the hopes that somebody has some yeah. kind of guilt or something right. that they can throw you so that you're picking up that something isn't right here. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely invest in demanding kindly and with respect meeting those family members in multiple times throughout the relationship because that will give you a little bit more security. Mm, mm. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. um, and not that... Well, I can really, like, go back and think to where I didn't demand it, mm -hmm. but in the following, like, relationships and dating spaces, it kind of happened where mm -hmm. I was meeting, um, like, my... The most recent where... The most recent um, breakup, um, his family his the elders his family were really like yeah this is how he is mm -hmm. and I could appreciate that because it let me then make the decision for myself mm -hmm. like you know now mm -hmm. you see this is a pattern this is this is really just how he is mm -hmm. so now you have to make choice whether or not you're going to be around. when we say how he is just to be clear you're talking about laziness lazy okay so it wasn't just someone who's down on their luck in the moment mm -hmm. and is actively working to get out of it. It's, I lost my job, oh well, yeah. and I'm chilling up in this in this yeah. big house yeah. that my girlfriend's paying for mm -hmm. without 
a, okay, all right, I just yep. want to get killed. Okay. <laughs> so the second part of your journey through dating and your concerns about dating is about being more approachable. Yeah. Talk to us about your concerns in regards to that. Um, My concerns in that space, um, I don't have an issue meeting men. I'm very... You know, friendly, I'm bubbly, I'm in a line of work where I'm talking to people every day. <laughs> so um, it just gets to the point where a lot of times when men find out where I'm from, what I do, like, and they see me as like, oh, she's real cool. Like, she's the homie. I kind of, one of two things happen. I either friend zone myself mm -hmm. <laughs> or they friend zone me because they're like, I'm not, she's not either, she's not willing to do what, 10 other females are willing to do or I have to meet these standards that I'm not ready to meet. Mm -hmm. um, so in the approachability is just like when I'm approached or um, when the conversation start, it usually goes, I guess, quote unquote left. Like there's never a next step. It's mm -hmm. never like, oh, like she's real dope. Like, can I get your number? Can we go out? Can we kick it? Like, it's never that. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I don't know if it's intimidation. I don't know. I really can't call it. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say, I wouldn't classify this as an approachability issue because mm -hmm. you're being approached. Yeah. It's the next step, yeah. right? It's the, after you are approached, then something is going wrong that's not allowing this to develop to mm -hmm. a phone call, to a date, so on and so forth. Right. Can you tell me more about the conversation? What do you think is going wrong that it doesn't allow for the natural next step? Girl, let me get your number. I used to think... Um, that it was me divulging too, too much, much too information soon, too soon. Mm. and then so I stopped that <laughs> I was you know I kept it quiet but then it was well she's stuck up or she thinks she's too good or she's shy and just doesn't whatever it is so I was just like well what's the happy medium mm. <laughs> because I don't want to divulge too much and then I, I've literally been told like if a guy asks you what you do just say you work for you work for local government. You work for the county or whatever. Don't say your title. Don't. So I stopped doing that. Mm -hmm. And it's just ne not getting to the next step. So I really don't know. I've tried all these, <laughs> these couple of different approaches. Mm -hmm. um, I do um, because of my form because of the past situation. I don't like to divulge what I do. I don't. Um, necessarily like for me on a date for them to see what I pull up in, what mm -hmm. I drive. I don't, um, I tone it down <laughs> as far as what I dress. I don't have like designer. I'm not a, I'm not that type of person, but I, I'm just trying all these different things to see what, what the issue could be. Mm -hmm. Um, because again, I don't want like things don't define me. Um, I didn't grow up with that stuff. So, <laughs> like, what I make doesn't define me. My mm -hmm. titles definitely don't define me. Um, I can care less about that stuff, but I don't want it to be a situation where a guy can come along and think that, oh, well, she got it or she'll take care of it, mm -hmm. and I don't have to put in the effort or I don't have to meet those standards. Mm -hmm. I don't have to do much. Mm -hmm. That's what I never want the idea to be because mm -hmm. I've come I've come out of that right like and it took a lot to come out of that mm -hmm. um and I never want to feel like I'm being used mm -hmm. and I just see that a lot of the conversations are really from this space from the guy's perspective it's been 
in their head, like they're the ones that need to be pursued. Mm -hmm. Like they're the prize. Mm -hmm. And it can be a little disheartening because it's just like, well, are we looking at this as a even, like <laughs> you have this expectation that I court you. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's, it's a weird space mm -hmm. to be in dating now. Mm -hmm. um, I've never seen anything like it. Yeah, it's a new, it's a new age. It's a, it's new, a age. new age. So I would actually advise you the same thing in regards to the title. Mm -hmm. I would not advise you to share your title. Um, I would keep it super simple, super easy. Mm -hmm. um, I've had clients who were anesthesiologists, which are the highest paid mm -hmm. doctors. You're right. like paid, paid, right? And and I asked, what are your responsibilities? Obviously, to administer anesthesia. And I'm like, tell me more, tell me more, tell me more. Mm -hmm. And then by the end of it, I think the title that we came up with for her dating app was like um, patient... Uh, communication, like it was like, <laughs> yep, like it's gonna be Great. right. We're gonna make it where no one has a clue. They can't Google it. They can't figure it out, mm -hmm. right? So I would, I would recommend that you continue to do that because you mm -hmm. don't want to um, have conversations with gentlemen who then are looking to date you because of this perceived income, right? right? So I would recommend that. And you said about a happy medium. So we need to still keep that personality that you have, that's natural, mm -hmm. that bubbliness on a hundred thousand, and remove work. That's okay. it. So that hundred thousand, um, like that that personality that needs to be on a hundred thousand needs to continue. So if it's that bubbliness, if it's going to be sports, if yeah. it's going to be um, what's going on in local politics, if it's going to be you know what's going viral on social media, like you still need to be that energetic version of yourself. We're just removing career, right. work, money, stuff out of the equation. Okay. In regards to the car, so the 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 way that you dress, okay, no problem. But the car piece, that's going to tell us a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be, I'll meet you at for that okay. first date, right? And maybe you're going to park in the back of the parking lot. Right. And if you want, you could arrive five minutes early so that no one's seeing you pull up 15 minutes late and then now I see what you're driving, right? Right. Because I understand your concern of not wanting to be used. I will tell you that perhaps we need to start mixing with gentlemen and schmoozing and rubbing shoulders with gentlemen who are in that higher bracket. Right. So that may mean that you have to switch up your crew, adding mm -hmm. some new people to the circle, mm -hmm. as well as going to the spaces and places where those gentlemen are. So where are they? Because you're about to ask me, well, Allison, where are they then? You tell me. Yeah. Where All right. Are. Where are they? Okay. <laughs> so I like to divide it into three tiers. Okay. Tier one is probably where you already are. So if you think about like um, a... a, a Pyramid, pyramid, right? Mm -hmm. So the bottom layer of that pyramid is what you already do. So it's going to be the kickbacks. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the game nights. It's going to be the brunch. Uh, yeah. That's just where you function in the world as someone who socializes. That's not a special place, okay? okay. Um, half of the people there are going to be men. Half are going to be women. So now 50% of the people who are in those spaces won't work for you. Then you have the gentlemen who are left. Some of them are going to be married. Some of them are going to be gay. Like, mm -hmm. So we need some differentiation. So we're right. going to take yourself out of that bottom tier okay. in terms of looking for a guy or a guy to find you. Still go, because those are your friends, but you're going to bring yourself to tier two. Tier two is going to be spaces and places where men are. Okay. You need the ratio on your side. So that's going to be entertaining spaces mm -hmm. with male-dominated interests. So sporting events, right. the cigar bar, mm -hmm. the sports bar, right, is going to be the uh, axe throwing mm -hmm. and the gun range and entertaining spaces where men are in the, uh, in the majority and women are in the minority. Why? More men for you to choose from. Mm -hmm. And by default, you look better than most of the people there because most of the people there are men. <laughs> right. Okay? Now, 
tier one, that's the little part of the diamond, right? The little part of the of the pyramid is where you needs with a Z at the end to be. Okay, this is going to be spaces and places where men are in the majority for serious things. So remember, tier two mm. was entertainment. This is serious stuff. So it's going to be any kind of political events. It's going to be mixers. It's going to be career-based events. It's going to be fraternal events, right? So you want to be in the events where we are talking about serious stuff, mostly career, right? Okay. So you're going to go to the conference, right? There's going right. to be the neo-surgery conference. There's going to be uh, the lawyer. It's going to be the this, whatever. Industries where men normally dominate. Investing, real estate, business, Mm -hmm. Right. So industries where men tend to dominate, because, again, we still want the ratio like right. from tier two. We still want the ratio, but we want men who are serious and in depth in their career. They can even afford to go to these conferences. The conferences right. are going to start at 250. I have 250 to throw away on a Saturday afternoon to learn more about my industry. Those men tend to be more financially sound. And generally speaking, the men who are invested in their career and looking to grow in their career generally understand and appreciate the institution of family mm -hmm. and the value of a good wife right. and marriage. Right. Right. And so that's going to be your tier one. And the last place in tier one is going to be social clubs. Okay. That's going to be in New York. We have like Dumbo House, Soho House, the gathering spot, mm -hmm. because, again, you can do social media and socialize with people around the world for free on Instagram. If I'm paying thirty five hundred dollars a year mm -hmm. to be socializing with the people who's in my city, that tends to be and not to sound elitist, but I'm being elitist. Mm -hmm kind of the more upper crust types of folks, those right. who are a part of those types of organizations. Right. So again, it might not be that you find your husband at this conference. It might not be that your husband finds you at this mixer, but it's going to be I'm socializing with the types of people who are like-minded, mm -hmm. and I might find his sister. I might mm -hmm. find his cousin. Mm -hmm. I might find his mom. Oh, Nanette, you got to come meet my son. Da, da, da. Right? right? And so we need to start changing who we're around because okay. that will impact the types of people that we date. Gotcha. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Perfect sense. I'm glad. <laughs> All right, Nanette. So I'm going to ask you as we wrap up, what is one thing that you are going to put into place once we have done this episode? Right now, what are you going to walk out and do differently? The one thing I'm going to do differently is get into some of these conferences and spaces that put me amongst the majority of men. And like not that. the minority. And not the minority of like-minded people, people who are hardworking, who are invested in their careers. Mm -hmm. Because relatively speaking, those people tend to appreciate the institution of family and marriage. Generally speaking. Okay? It makes sense. Okay. Thank you so <laughs> much. Thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you beyond regard. Like, thank I you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you. This has been insightful. I'm glad. A good learning experience. Good, good, good. <laughs> So for those who were watching, who are listening, I hope that you are taking away something so that you can have an impact in your dating experience. If that means that you're socializing with a new circle, you're paying attention to past behaviors, you're asking more questions, and you are kindly demanding that you're around the person that you're dating, friends and family, so you can be sure that you are known, then take something away from this episode. All right, folks, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much to our guest, Nanette. And Nanette, can you let us know where we can find you especially if we are an eligible bachelor in the atlanta area who might be interested in mm -hmm. connecting right oh, there if you're interested in connecting my instagram is i am nanette rochelle that's i am n-a-n-e-t-t-e-r-i-c-h-e-l-l-e
Yes. Thank you so much again. <laughs> and if you are interested in any of the free resources I have available, please check out the show notes. But if you realize that you need a little bit more support, then go ahead and book a consultation at alignwithallison.com. All right, everybody. Peace.